Welcome to the SportsCapping.com podcast with free handicapping advice, odds insights, picks, and predictions to help you beat the sports book. And now your hosts, Jack Jones and Brandon Lee. You're tuned into the SportsCapping.com free pick podcast. It's your host, Jack Jones, back with another week of basketball free picks. Brandon Lee will be joining me today to give out four free picks for Wednesday, February 13th. We're going to be using the opening lines from Tuesday at Bet Online to give our picks. So these lines are likely to move. Uh, we saw that last week with Brandon's free pick on the Spurs plus 11 at the Warriors. They ended up being 15-point underdogs because Greg Popovich rested his two best players in DeMar DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge. Um, I think we both knew you had a loser as soon as that happened Wednesday morning. Uh, right, Brandon? Yeah, that's just the unfortunate thing about you know doing this so early, like the afternoon before, right when they come out, is you don't really know all the injuries or the rest situations that you'd know uh, the morning of the games. And that's definitely one I wouldn't have played, and I didn't actually end up putting that out as a premium play because those two were out. Yeah, exactly, and I stayed away as well. Uh, so be sure to check the line moves and uh, the reasons for them before you before you just bet these blindly. I mean, it was a four-point adjustment for the two best players being out, which obviously wasn't enough as the Warriors rolled to a 39-point victory. So just kind of use common sense when you decide to bet these. Or if you have any questions, you can hit me up on Twitter at BetFromsJack and ask um, if you should still bet it. And I'll, if, it's, if it's a play from Brandon I'll uh, I'll get his advice and and get back to you um, but we have two NBA f- free picks and two college basketball free picks for uh, Wednesday this week uh, Brandon start us off with off with your NBA free pick for Wednesday night all right I'm going to take the Portland Trailblazers plus four and a half at home against the Golden State Warriors you know I know I got burned by the Warriors last week but I'm confident uh, Portland won't be resting their two best players for no reason like San Antonio did I really think this line tells you all you need to know about what side you want to be on in this game. I can almost guarantee the betting public is going to come in on the Warriors and and probably close to, you know, 70% of the tickets on Golden State. Uh, The thing is, the Warriors have really been coasting uh, into the All-Star break, and we've kind of seen that in their ATS record. They're 1-4 in their last five games. Uh, Unfortunately, again, the only cover during this stretch being that San Antonio play that I gave out last week. So, um, in their two most recent wins, they've had to rally from huge deficits um, against mediocre teams. They were down 17 at Phoenix last Friday and ended up winning by just 10 as a 17-point favorite. They were then down 19 in a 128-118 win at home against the Heat as a 13.5-point favorite. You know, that's a pretty clear sign that this team is just going through the motions. They're not really all that interested in playing and you know, they're able, because they're so talented, to turn it on, you know, for a quarter or two and, you know, beat bad teams, even though they're trailing by a lot. So uh, the fact that they keep winning um, despite not covering, I, I think, only makes the more likely that it's c- going to continue to happen. And uh, it's going to keep people betting on them and well, as well and keep the lines up. So uh, with this game against Portland being, you know, uh, their final game before the All-Star break and we've got a lot of Warriors involved in that game. Uh, all-star game and some of the other activities that go on with it i think they're gonna have a really tough time uh, you know getting the energy needed to win on the road against a good portland team uh, that's been playing pretty well of late uh, i know they lost their last two but i actually think that adds a little more incentive here uh, for the blazers to uh you know lay it all on the line here um and 
as for Golden State, you know, adding to that lack of incentive here, they'll be playing uh, later tonight on Tuesday against Utah. So they'll be on no rest here. And, you know, I actually wouldn't be a bit surprised if Steve Kerr maybe pulled a Popovich and uh, rested some of his stars or uh, maybe limited their minutes uh, just to give him a little extra uh, time off going into the all-star break. Uh, Andre Iguodala, he's been nursing a hamstring injury. He's listed as questionable to play tonight. And I, I wonder why they would even, you know, risk him if he's not 100%. And he's a guy that whenever he's out, they just don't seem to play as well. His chemistry is just not there. Uh, second unit doesn't do quite as well. Um, you know, another thing here, uh, these two teams actually played their final game before the All-Star break against each other last year in Portland. Uh, the Blazers won that matchup 123-117 as a six-point dog. Uh, took complete control of that game right out of the gate. Uh, took a 40-27 to lead in the first quarter. Uh, wouldn't be shocked at all if we saw something similar to that in this one. Uh, Portland has cashed 70% of their last 53 home games. 37-16 and record there. They're 6-1 against the spread in their last seven at home versus a team that's won more than 60% of the road games. You know, only the top tier teams typically win, you know, 60% or more on the road. And then, you know, we have the Warriors have not covered in their last five on zero days rest. So despite how uh, tempting and how enticing this might line, line, line might look uh, for Golden State, I think the smart play is on the home dog. Yeah, this is definitely going to be a tough spot for the Warriors playing the second of the back-to-back against a tough Jazz team on Tuesday night. So uh, the Blazers have had the Warriors number uh, here of late, won three of the last five meetings outright. Um, you know, one of the best home teams in the NBA, too, 23-8 and eight at home this season. You mentioned their their nice, uh, long um, home record, 37-16 and 16 against the spread last 53. So I also think the Blazers come in a little extra motivated off those back-to-back road losses to o- OKC and Dallas. Um, they don't want to go into the break on a three-game losing streak, so I do lean Blazers here with you as well. Nice. Uh, yeah, I don't think there's a whole lot more to go on this one, so who are you taking? I'm going to go with the Bulls minus one and a half at home against the Grizzlies. Uh, I just don't think the Bulls are tanking as obviously um, as a lot of people do. Um, they have a they have recent road wins over Miami by 16 as 10.5 point dogs, and Brooklyn by 19 as 8 point dogs. They, they battled the Bucks until the wire last time out. Uh, they were only down three with about three minutes to go. Somehow lost by 13. I only know that because I had the Bulls plus 12 in that game, and they failed to cover by a point. Uh, it was one of the worst bad beats I've had all season. But I'm willing to get back on the Bulls in a game. They basically just have to win to cover. And I, I really like the talent on this team. I like Zach Levine, Larry Markinen, Chris Dunn, Robin Lopez, Otto Porter Jr., who was a nice get at the trade deadline from the Wizards. Um, there's certainly a, certainly a lot worse starting fives in the NBA than this one. And they face a Memphis Grizzlies team that's going to be playing the second of the back-to-back as well uh, after facing uh, the Spurs on Tuesday night. Uh, the Grizzlies were sellers at the trade deadline as they traded away two of their best players, Marcus Gasol and Garrett Temple. And I, I just certainly don't trust them uh, much the rest of the season. I mean, they would have traded Mike Conley if not for his absurd contract that uh, nobody else really wanted to take on. Uh, the Grizzlies are 2-10 and 10 against the spread their last 12 games when playing the second of a back-to-back. Memphis 4-12 and 12 against the spread their last 16 road games. Uh, I like the spot for the Bulls here, too. Yeah, this is a tough one for me. Uh, I haven't had much luck betting on or against the Bulls, so I've kind of just tried to stay away uh, from their games altogether. 
I definitely agree with you that this this definitely seems like a good spot with Memphis being on a back to back and you know Chicago maybe being a little better than what people think. Uh, but I, I my big concern here would be the Bulls just the lack of defense that they play. Teams really going to do whatever they want against them, and you know Memphis is a team that typically plays good defense. I mean, I know they had a lot of new guys and they came out and held the Pelicans at 90 in their last game. And maybe they got a lot of guys playing with a chip on their shoulder that just got traded away from other teams. So I'm going to just have to root you in here, but uh, I definitely think Chicago's the right side. All right. Thanks, man. Uh, I, yeah, it's definitely two teams that are tough to gauge for sure is how much they'll be interested. But just just from what I've seen from the Bulls, I, I feel like they do show up and they do try to win games. I mean, it's not like they're resting their starters at the end of games, like making it obvious that they were tanking. So uh, they had their best guys in against the Bucks there at the end, and I, they have been. And I mean, I was really impressed with their wins over the Heat and the and the 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 uh, Nets on the road recently. I definitely lo- love this team as like a double digit road underdog for sure. Um, seems to be their best role, but here at home um, against a team on the back to back here, I, I just think they should be able to get the job done. Um, but definitely two teams that are tough to gauge. Yeah, and they got a lot of young, good talent on that team. It's just they need more depth, I think, is their next big thing they got to get. Yeah, they do. They they are missing some some key bench pieces like Wendell Carter Jr., but um, still definitely more talented talented than the Grizzlies at this point. Um, let's go to college basketball. What do you like uh, for Wednesday? Yeah, I'm going to take the Temple Owls, minus four and a half at home over the SMU Mustangs. I really wanted to give out Temple last week in a very similar spot at home. Uh, against UConn, uh, where they were a small four-point po- four home favorite, ended up winning, going away 81-63. to 63. I'm just not going to pass up on the opportunity to take the Owls again this time, as I think we could see another lopsided uh, victory for uh, Temple in this one. I-, I don't know why the books keep giving SMU this SMU team so much respect. Uh, the Mustangs are 1-5-1 and one against the Spurs in their last seven games, and the lone cover came as a double-digit underdog. Um, in their last two games, they lost outright at home at, at home as favorites to South Florida and UCF. They're just 12 and 11 overall, four and seven in the AAC. Their only hope of making the NCAA tournament is, you know, to win the AAC tournament, and that's very unlikely. And I, I just kind of think the losing's kind of starting to wear on this team, and it's just hard for them. And I, I really have a tough time seeing them, you know, turning it around on the road against a Temple team that's going to be extremely motivated coming off an ugly loss at Tulsa. Uh, I actually think that maybe that you know 18-point defeat to the Golden Hurricanes actually is helping us out with this line a little bit. Um, I know the Owls are just 3-7-1 and one against the spread at home this year, but they're 9-2 and two straight up, and there's a good chance uh, if they win the game here, they're going to cover the 4.5, uh, just you know, typically based on making a few free throws at the end of the game. Uh, when teams start to foul when they're down. So uh, Mustangs 7-21-1 against the spread in their last 29 games versus a team that simply had a winning record and have covered just once in their last five games on the road. Uh, give me Temple minus 4.5 at home. Yeah, I like this one quite a bit. I think you nailed it with SMU. I just don't think they have a lot to play for. It's a rebuilding year. They're 12-11. and 11. Can't make the tournament unless they win the, the conference tournament. So I, I, I love that angle there. And uh, also... 
you know, Temple at 17 and 7 is fighting to make the NCAA tournament. They're they're kind of on the bubble here, and you make a great point about that loss at Tulsa. It's actually really tough to win at Tulsa. So it, yeah, they've it, been playing well at home. Yeah, it's it for years too, for a few years even. Uh, so so yeah, I think we're getting extra value because of that. And SMU uh, has lost four straight true road games by an average of 10.3 points per game. So um, I like this one quite a bit too, Brandon. Yeah, I think maybe some of the, you know, line here, the value is just the fact that, you know, SMU was so good here the last few years that, you know, they're just, the books are just a little slow to adjust because maybe the public's not um, taking note of it, so. Yeah, and SMU's missing a key player, Jerry Foster, I think. Uh, so, so it's it's just not a very good team right now. I just, yeah, I w- there's no way I would touch SMU. Yeah, uh, and, and they'll probably play well or play hard against a team at home, but you know, really tough for me to see them coming in and upsetting Temple on the road. Yep, I, I love take, taking good teams off a loss, too, especially a loss like that, so... Um, yeah, I think you're on the. I think this is one of the best bets on the board for sure. I'm gonna take uh, Rutgers plus six and a half at Northwestern. Uh, I just think it's a, a huge hangover spot here for Northwestern. They blew a double digit lead at Iowa in their last game. Lost on a three pointer with zero point six seconds left. Um, there's no way they're gonna be motivated to come back at home and face Rutgers after facing a top twenty five team in Iowa and and, and basically blowing a chance. I don't even know if Iowa led at all the entire game until the, till the, till they made that three at the buzzer. Maybe two nothing or something like that. But Northwestern controlled the game the whole way, and then somehow found a way to lose in the end. Uh, it's a Rutgers team that they already beat on the road by eight. Uh, but Rutgers is the team that wants to be here tonight. They want revenge from that defeat. And the Scarlet Knights were missing their best player when they faced Northwestern the first time. They were without forward Eugene Omorier. Uh, who leads the team with 14.2 points per game and 7.2, 7.4 rebounds per game. Um, leading scorer, leading rebounder. Uh, Rutgers has played well since that loss and since getting their best player back. They're 3-3 three and three straight up, 4-2 and two against the spread their last six. They barely failed to cover in losses to Michigan and Ohio State um, in their only two non-covers during this stretch. They, they only didn't cover by 2.5 points in both games. Uh, Northwestern lost to Penn State at home uh, in their last home game, uh, handing the Nittany Lions their only conference win this season. The Wildcats are just 3-7 and seven straight up, 3-7 and seven against the spread of the last 10 conference games. I also like the fact that Rutgers gets an extra day to prepare here. After playing on Saturday while Northwestern played on Sunday or played Iowa Sunday night, I uh, just think this is a few too many points for a revenge-minded Rutgers team against a Wildcats team that um, definitely – uh, is is an unquestionable state mentally right now after that lost Iowa. Yeah, I don't really see a whole lot of difference between these two teams talent wise. I think Northwestern, you know, gets the respect because they were supposed to be a little better. They were actually pretty good in non conference play early on, and you know, Rutgers a team that's you know was really bad last year, especially in Big Ten play. I think they won three games. So um, I, I'm on board big time with this one. I, I actually strongly considered giving it out myself, and for the very uh, same reason that you uh, were uh, stuck to it or wanted to take it is is the fact that Northwestern is coming off just an absolutely gut-wrenching loss at Iowa. I mean, they were up double digits in the last few minutes of the game, and just about everything that could go wrong went wrong. I mean, you could see it on the players' faces. Just They were in shock that they lost that game. And 
those are the toughest ones to bounce back from. Losing by 20 is not so bad because it almost motivates you to want to play better. That just makes you just sick to your stomach. And Rutgers is far from a team to, you know, get up for. And I, I was I was kind of surprised that this line is as high as it is because I, I would have it closer to three, three and a half. So I uh, definitely think you're on the right side. I think a lot of value here. And I would not be surprised if Rutgers won the game outright. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, based on the first line they played, I believe Northwestern is a one and a half point favorite now it's six and a half. So, um, I mean, that's basically the adjustment for home court advantage right there. But it's not factoring in the fact that Rutgers didn't have their best player. So um, I, I just I really like this this spot quite a bit for Rutgers. It's, I think it's a game they probably will run outright, but the six and a half is definitely uh, too good to pass up. Yeah, you can't pass that up. Yep. Uh, thanks for coming on again this week, Brandon. I know it's been a rough start for you and I both on these basketball free picks, but uh, we'll stay the course. We'll get the listeners some winners here soon. Yeah, for sure. And I know I put a little extra work in, you know, really trying to, you know, dig deep and find uh, a few winners. It's, it's kind of unfortunate. I, I've been doing pretty well overall, but for whatever reason, these Wednesday plays that I give out on here just have not been hitting yet, but I, I'm confident they will. Good man, good man. I, if I'm being honest, uh, 2019 has not been my best year for basketball. Uh, started out the season unbelievable, but um, definitely have come back down to earth here uh, in 2019. So uh, I bet it's not it's not for the lack of work, it's not for the lack of uh, effort. But I, I just think uh, you know just need to, some of the breaks to start going my way a little bit. But yeah, it's definitely we definitely put in the work, and uh, these as you can tell with our analysis, these picks are well thought out. Um, so, so definitely, I think the, we'll get you some winners here soon, guys. Uh, all right, that wraps up this week's free pick podcast. You can find Brandon and I at sportscapping.com or betfirm.com. Hit me up on Twitter at betfirmsjack. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Please feel free to leave a review. That's going to conclude this week's podcast. So we'll be back with four more free picks for next Wednesday. Thanks for listening to the sportscapping.com podcast. For more free picks and predictions, be sure to visit us at sportscapping.com.